But it was fun. Much meat was eaten. And if Mickey you know, was here, that's how you got sick. <laughs> <laughs> eating multiple meats. Uh, it's not the same without Mickey here. <laughs> <laughs> Although, eating multiple meats would still be a great intro quote. <laughs> <laughs> This is Superhero Time. With XV. And then I put it in him. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, droopy water weenie girl. Paladin. <laughs> Ken. Anyway, furries? And Fort Max. Sure, let's go with that. This week on Superhero Time, Ken is sad. So it's just like any other. Right. <laughs> I love how Ken's misery just makes Paladin's day so much better. And let's be honest, do you really want Paladin to be happy? Depends on the cause. Damn. Some things are worth it. Uh... <laughs> Plus, some days I just wonder, can Paladin even be happy? Does Paladin feel emotions, or does he just imitate what he sees other people do? Rage and nausea are emotions, right? I don't think nausea is an emotion. I'd like to. I'd like you to cite your source on that. No, I think you have that confused. Uh, nausea is the result of emotion sickness. I think rage is just gas. Mm, that was explained yesterday. Do tell. I just had... No, let's not. <laughs> but Ken, I love a good gas story. It's just me running to the bathroom like ten times in a day. Uh, well, you know what would help with that, Ken? <laughs> if you say oil, I'm going <laughs> to... Pork rinds. Oh. Uh... <laughs> well, you know what the major component of pork rinds is, Paladin? Oil. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you might notice Mickey's not with us because he's a little bitch. Ouch. And apparently fucking multiple allergies. Plant bukkake. Look, if I can be here with, like, you know, a killer sore throat and persistent cough that I'm expecting to have for at least another week, he can be here through some allergies. Maybe he's just allergic to you. I can't rule it out. But that gives me delight if I can bring him suffering just with my presence. <laughs> Why, I tried to do that all weekend long at BotCon for everybody. Oh, did you hear about the bar fight at BotCon? Is that how oh. TF Source got kicked out? No. We don't really know what happened yeah. with TF Source, unfortunately. I'm sure it would be a very interesting story until we actually knew what happened. And it would just be kind of sad or boring. No, but Sunday night there actually was a uh, a bar fight in the hotel. I, I heard it had nothing to do with BotCon. Oh, no, it didn't. But it was there. That's unfortunate. <laughs> in a Literally sense, kind yeah. Of caught in the crossfire. 
No, I mean, we were all kind of well away. But yeah, that certainly was a thing that happened. Made me glad I sat down in the bar until, you know, one thirty, two o'clock. Damn. The night before I had to drive home. <laughs> then the next day you were like, oh, wait. Yes, well, the next day when I sprouted the fever and, you know, had to drive through that, that was less fun. Yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have had some things be different if I could, but I'm... All in all, I'm... The bar fight was a fun experience. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> the bar fight is a great spectator experience. It's probably the best way to express that. I want to say there was something else that happened there that was interesting and notable, but I can't remember it now. Oh, well. So anyway... What were we talking about? I don't think we were actually talking about anything yet. But we're like five minutes in the show. We must have been talking about something. You were talking about BotCon That's still. never a guarantee with us. <laughs> I think we were talking about uh, Mickey being sick. He's not Mickey. sick. He's just weak. Damn. Listen, I wanted to get that damn Star Trek episode out of the way this week. We've been fighting that for over a month. It's a big step. <laughs> It's a very big step. <laughs> what episode is it? <laughs> it's a big step. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Apparently it's too big for you to surmount. <laughs> well, Ken, would it even do any good to tell you what episode it was since, you know, you've given up on Star Trek? What? I'm going to bust podcasting about Star Trek. Because I usually have to open the next day. <laughs> That's hardly my fault. Well, no. It's um indiscretion from Deep Space Nine season what four? Four. Yeah. Indiscretion. As Ken goes to look that up now live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we talked about this three weeks ago. Well, I think it was longer than that, Ken. Uh, four or five weeks ago, then. <laughs> Shit. Probably so. It's been a while. Scott is very sad. I saw in the email. Of course, one that one week was his fault. Yeah. But that's just the one. We were totally going to do that. We were totally going to do that um, the Monday before BotCon. And then Scott's like, oh, I don't have any internet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Intro quote. Sure, why not? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Wait, would it be an intro quote for you or an intro quote for Scott? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. It's been a while. Even in all the time off, there's not a lot of news. There really isn't. That's the sick thing about it. But, just to finally get this on a proper train of discussion, here is Zuo, the world's main mecha, Cube Rhinos, and the resulting combination is Tosai Zuo, with Wolf, Crocodile, and Rhino. Sure! Oh. <laughs> it at least looks a bit better than uh, 
uh, Wild Zero King with its arms way off to the with its uh, forearms way off to the sides. <laughs> but it still looks like a Zuo Germeca. Yeah, kinda. Now, have we talked about the uh, Zoom in Tails? I don't think so. I'm not finding that listed here. Can we elaborate on that at all? Oh, dear sweet Jesus. Oh, okay. Of course, they would sell this. I should have guessed course. this was coming. Wait, where where is Yamato's tail? He hasn't mutated yet. Gorillas don't have tails. Uh, I think that episode would beg to differ with you. <laughs> uh, are we sure that was a tail? And also, uh, Super Sentai Artisan Doron Changer. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of something. Limited to 6,000. Because why the hell not? That's kind of neat. Kind of weird. Yeah, they skipped the aura changer. <laughs> Maybe they lost the mold. They can borrow it from the Magna Defender. This looks kind of expensive, though. I'd rather save the money and put some of it towards the Kaku Ranger DVD set instead. Well, I mean, look around. I'm not sure you get a vintage Doran changer for, you know, under a hundred. Especially not for like middleman fees if you gotta go through Yahoo Japan or something. And at the rate the yen is dropping, it might cost even more than that pretty soon. Yeah, that's possible. Well, it was nice while it lasted. And there are listings online, but no pictures yet for for Juoger third quarter items. The fourth weapon they'll get is Cube Kumori, a bat that turns into a boomerang. And their movie exclusive this year is Cube Zero, known as Cube Condor. Uh-huh. So is he going to die on a bench? It could. And finally, there's a new roleplay item called the Deluxe Whale Change Gun, which unlocks a new form called Juo Whale. New form for who? Possibly just Yamato. So he gets a third animal. Apparently. Okay. I mean, I would think a whale would be big enough for them to all share, but what do I know? I'll have to see how that one plays out. Not sure he'd get a good whale out of a cube, either. Well, there's a theory right now that the cube whale will actually be a gigantic, like, shipping carrier that uh, hauls around the other cubes. So it will be a box. Pretty much. It'll be a big box. Full of smaller boxes. So Tor again. Well, Tor wasn't full of smaller boxes. He could be. But but they didn't have smaller boxes then. They just well, had the one box. Tor came in a... Tor was a smaller box. Box in a box. And let's see. There's a full-length trailer online now for Godzilla Resurgence, giving us the best look yet at the new monster design for this. Oh, boy. You can tell Hideki Anno had a hand in this. <laughs> and that, I don't actually mean that as a bad thing. Because it looks interesting. But it's definitely 
Except oh. for the first couple of seconds there where it looks like a sock puppet. Well, it's a Godzilla movie. <laughs> I mean, even by those standards. Ah, it's not that bad. Blah, blah, Godzilla. <laughs> You'll never get over that, will you? One Godzilla episode. That never should have happened. <laughs> and yet it did. They say that about most things on this show. But, no, it looks... It looks interesting. And there's not much else in the way of news unless we want to torment Ken some more and talk about Ninin Precure. What? They have something in the um, the Ninja V Cinema. They have like an attack sequence that was animated by somebody who worked on Precure. Precisely. Which is half of Toei's animation studios by now, or if not all of them. Because... It's been going for 12 years. <laughs> this just all seems very confusing. Well, well that's an Ninja. It's an Ninja, so we can we can happily ignore it. Maybe it still looks terrible, because the show is terrible. I don't know, Ken, this seems to bother you, so maybe we should explore this more. No. Hey, we finally found out what, what Makai Retsuden is! <laughs> yes, all it took was the airing. Yes! And I'm actually kind of pleased. Okay, I haven't watched any of it yet, so what's the deal? Uh, it is it is what I had hoped it was. It's just, you know, single one-shot stories of characters from Garo. So the first episode is Rekka. Hmm. I don't know what it is beyond that, but... Yeah, and it's introduced by like, uh, by um, Gonza, like it was, you know, a Tales from the Crypt episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain some things too, wouldn't it? Yes, Gonzo is the critic. It is good to see him back again. <laughs> so, you know, that's exactly what I was hoping for, and I guess it's, it's kind of neat. Yeah, Scoro Anthrology series. <laughs> Except it is actually, you know, new stories and not just, well... Like new old stories, old settings. <laughs> so we get 13 episodes of this, and then... Uh, Zero. Yeah. Dragon Blood. At the rate they're going, they'll probably have an anime again in the fall. Probably. Has anyone seen Common Rider Amazons at all? No. Not no. yet. I'm going to in next day or so. Because they got two episodes out. Seems like a good enough. To get a it seems to be getting good reviews, though. I, I saw a comment that it's like, I feel sorry for Ghost. <laughs> Amazon's just taking all of the hype away from it that it could possibly have. And even though it lots have much, of things make you feel sorry for Ghost. Like it's writing. <laughs> and it's acting. And it's costuming now. Oh, Ghost started okay. It's sad. Every Ghost suit is still better than every Drive suit. No way, I hated Ghost the first episode. It got better. <laughs> Then it got worse. Got well, you worse. said that about Drive as well, so we can't trust your opinion on this. Except I actually continued to like Drive after it got better. There's a difference. No, there's not. Because Ken, you know. No, I don't. You know. Nah. Fort Max, you're slacking. <laughs> I'm out of practice, okay? 
slacking. <clears throat> so okay, we just move on to shows then. <laughs> if we must. So, what's up first, the ghost episode? Ghost crossover? I think that is the one we haven't done yet. I think we can just cliff notes that. Because it almost could have been a good episode. It could have been. Hell, I don't even know if it's on my hard drive anymore. <laughs> so here's the thing about this episode. Like, yeah, it's a it's a very um, stock plot. Uh huh. Which only two characters get to participate in because they had to have the other three go off and do the obligatory crossover thing, which apparently nobody on the production of either show wanted to actually do. Yeah, you can you can really tell in the episode. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much the long and short of the episode. Uh-huh. And it's like, the base stock plot could have been kind of interesting, because it's, you know, basically Amu just, you know, being herself. Being... It could have yeah. it could have been an okay episode if there had been more than seven minutes to devote to the episode's plot. Yes, instead, the other half goes to... Watch our ra- movie. Some random shocker monster, and then Ghost shows up, and they make a and color joke. And the shocker joke. monster gets bigger, and Ghost watches from the sidelines as a robot battle. The one funny bit I did like was Ghost trying to join in the uh, roll call posing when he met the Juogers. But still. Kind of a bad episode. Yeah, it's just a shame. But at least you can like point to a specific reason why. Yeah, because nobody wanted to make it. Basically, yeah. I didn't I watch... I, some producers have that feeling about Ghost as well right now, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't watch the equivalent Ghost episode, so... But I understand it's the same thing in reverse, basically. Yeah, just Yamato shows up, and they defeat a monster, and they, you know, spend a quarter of the episode on that. Swell. Yeah. Remember when we had nice things like the Gaim Tokyo crossover? Ah, that was nice. Like Dino Charge? Well, Dino Charge will be back. Eventually. Six months. <sighs> Remember when we had nice things like the Gaim Kikaider crossover? <laughs> Ryoma Kaider. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think we're enjoying that episode for the wrong reasons, but it was still an enjoyable episode. It's as long as you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the next episode again? Um, I, I barely remember. <laughs> it's been three weeks since I saw it. Episode 8 was Leo and the Musician, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Okay. That was a good one. Okay, can you do this episode? Oh, God, I don't barely remember what happened in this episode. <laughs> That this will either go very well or very poorly. It will... Uh, Depends. Okay. If he has it on his hard drive, it will be a classic Ken review. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> bite me. Um, I mean, Fort Max isn't wrong. No. 
Okay, so they are still passing out flyers for the uh, remaining... Six-Sided Flight Earth Society, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Tusk has the unfortunate uh, task of being paired with um, Leo. Because, well, Amu is not paying any attention to it, and Leo Because Amu. Is... Well, because... She's a cat, and because Leo is also a cat, he just goes wandering off because he doesn't give a shit either. Instead, he finds some dude rocking out some headphones and, you know, scares the living daylight out of him. So it's one of those episodes again. Well, steals the headphones first. (laughs) Yes, he steals the headphones, and the music player uh, looks like, and makes a friend whether this guy likes it or not. Because he, you know, wanders off with the headphones when his tail goes erect. I still think Leo is more like Golden Retriever than Lion. <laughs> He's Lion Gentaro, I guess. So, anyway, the uh, monster today is attacking, and it's, um, the Bicorn? Sure, why not? So much for the weapons theme. <laughs> that didn't last long. No, it's... Well, how well, was Satanic they Punch have voicing it, of course it was going to be bike-themed. Ah, true. Anyhow, um, so apparently his, uh, the sound from his horn can make people turn into homicidal violent maniacs. So he blares country music. That's a video edit waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not it. <laughs> no, either am I. Um... But you can totally imagine some Garth Brooks coming out of there. <laughs> yes, I can. So, anyhow, um, the torrent gets turned on Leo and his new friend, but uh, while the musician is affected, Leo is not because he has headphones on. Even as this dude is trying to beat the hell out of a stone pillar. Leo is at least smart enough to figure out that he should keep the headphones on, which makes him smarter than most Sentai heroes, actually. And Especially as- in the modern. And as the monster uh, goes to attack them again, he tells everybody to cover their ears, except, oh yeah, Sayla's um, hearing is much, 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 much better than anybody else's. Which is kind of a neat little use of their um, own inherent abilities backfiring on them, I think. Hmm. So anyway, while Sayla is picking them apart and they're trying to also, you know, not get... One on odd. Yeah, <laughs> Um, Leo finally goes oh, on the offensive. She's a shark. There's like a 20% chance she was going to try to kill all of them anyway. Yes, yeah, but, you know, only 20. Omu at least would wait until they died naturally. Yeah, and didn't eat them. Give it a day or two, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Leo manages to get the monster to run off, and Sailor's just like, oh, what happened, guys? What's going on here? Why do you all look beat to hell? Because you beat us. <laughs> so anyway, they're having uh, after the monsters, you know, have a discussion up on their uh, giant bow and arrow. Uh, back down on Earth, uh, they're they're having a discussion at the house, and they're like, "Sela, maybe you should just um stay here." <laughs> it's like your hearing is actually too good. But well, she's not having any of that. No, not at all. Uh, 
Meanwhile, um, Leo's new friend, whose name I can't even freaking remember, um, Davis. Davis. Okay, sure. His name is Daisuke, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna call That's him the joke. <laughs> Thank you, Paladin. It's bad that I was able to backtrack that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Davis can't play the guitar anymore. Wait, did Noe write this episode? <laughs> Are you sure he didn't? Mm, no one fell into water. Valid. But the important reason is why he can't play the guitar anymore. Yes, because he, he broke his hand beating a stone pillar out of it. I mean, beating the hell out of a stone pillar. Yeah. That's kind of brutal. Yeah. So, in, in the means of trying to um, encourage him, he accidentally changes back into a lion. Because that'll, you know, not make him wait himself or anything. <laughs> I feel sorry for this guy. He's like, he's like why? <laughs> every time he, every time like he moves his, his, you know, claws towards him, he just looks like he's about to jump out, jump out <laughs> the window. Leo does not understand. No, Leo does not understand. Really, that's his entire character. He just does not understand. Yeah. Once again, he's a cat. But he has a lot of enthusiasm. So, anyway, the others uh, show up to stop the monster as it appears again. They all put on headphones, and Sayla also puts on a scarf around her head and a biker helmet. She can and see just fine. She... And she insists because she can see just fine as Amu tilts her head back into the proper direction. Monsters that way. <laughs> <laughs> she can see as well as the stunt actors can. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, probably better. <laughs> so, in a twist, um, his powers have been increased, so everybody else's headphones explode except for Sayla's. Whoops. Payback time. <laughs> so they start beating the tar out of each other. Then cut back to uh, Leo and his friend. <laughs> yes? Do you have something you want to say or are you, are you waiting for it? Okay. So Leo's tail is all stiff from the monster appearing. And Davis wants to know if he can touch it. <laughs> and there are a million different ways to have filmed that and to have directed that. They do not look obscene. They did, they picked the ones that the one that did not. I mean, the one that does look the most obscene possible as he kind of um, strokes it. And mm -hmm. it tickles. Yeah. This is a kid's show that airs at 7.30 in the morning on Sundays. <laughs> Anyhow. Fascinating, isn't it? Yes. Back at the monster fight, Sayla is, well, failing to keep anything under control as everybody tries to murder each other still. Leo shows back up with the headphones while Davis is, meanwhile, intercut trying to uh, some kind of addition or whatever. And taping a guitar pick to his bandaged hand. Yes. That'll totally work. Sure it will. 
And basically, his loud mouth is enough to overcome the um, sound of the <laughs> the uh, bike horn. Which I guess his ability being he's really loud finally came in, in, yeah. in handy. The one it time was the best way to have him defeated. Just be really loud back at him. Yes. Like any good male yellow, it's probably the only time he'll ever be useful. <laughs> Sounds about right. So they destroy the horn and then everybody's freed. They fight. Obliterate the monster, because of course. Although, the, the bit where Leo and him rush at each other it does look kind of cool. And Stella finally takes off her decorations. <laughs> yes. But it's a mostly stock fight. Has some cool little bits here and there, but nothing really that exciting. Monster grows, and... Is this the first episode that has Jewel Wild? I forget. No. no, we saw this one before, but I think the configuration's different. Oh, yeah, because before it was uh, with uh, Amu and Leo, and this time it's with Tusk and Amu. I mean, it it was with uh, Leo and Sela, let's just say. There's really not anything different about the about Jewel Wild with a different configuration, though, unlike the main thing, is there? Uh, it doesn't look like it. It's all just boxes. It's... <laughs> Even more than usual. Because, yeah, the difference here is that it doesn't have the uh, cl the knee claws. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I meant more like the uh, main Joe King when they, depending on which combination they use, it has different abilities and so forth. That doesn't seem to really be the case with Wild. You don't need abilities when you have a gun. Truer words were never spoken. So apparently Davis failed. Because that's the only way this plot ever ends in Tokusatsu. Well, sometimes it's they succeeded in spite of odds. No. No. They did at least make an impression on the agents, and that's all great and everything. Except Leo yells, and uh, just in the background, you see Sela almost falling over. <laughs> <laughs> And we will never see him again. Oh, and then she actually does fall over. <laughs> Just twitching on the ground. As Leo tries to go Super Saiyan. So yeah, that was an episode. It was like, okay. But I like the next one better. I guess Paladin should do that one. Pile me! Give me a minute to see if I can get it loaded up. <laughs> oh, good. Has he even watched it yet? Let's find out. Swell episode this week. <laughs> now, this week's episode, that was good. Yeah, How yeah. much of this is being struck non-canon, by the way? I, I haven't seen um, this week's episode yet, but episode 9 I thought was a lot better. 8 was just kind of... It felt very, very paint-by-numbers. This as week, as shit happened. Lots of shit happens, and an I, asshole I, shows up. I could tell that from the preview. They like completely changed how the preview was done as well. From well, yeah, but also an at well, yeah. So you knew shit was going to happen, but yeah, an asshole shows up as well. well yeah, they showed that in the preview as well. <laughs> Some okay. kind of bird man. 
who looks a lot like an asshole. Yamato's not an asshole. Oh, this is this is another Birdman who is also an asshole, or at least played by an asshole. At least playing a guy who's famous for playing an asshole. Oh, he's probably gonna be an asshole. Oh, he's probably gonna be an asshole. You don't hire the asshole unless you want an asshole. <laughs> okay, so nine starts right off with the Duo King Megazord fight again. Yes. I hope so you like seeing one of those days. I hope you like seeing that, that this fight. <laughs> that usually means that. Oh, uh, it's a episode where we're not going to bother fighting the monster of the week uh, in a giant battle. So here's our uh, <laughs> toy. So here's our Bandai mandated mecha fight. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought at first, except for the fact that it was a new monster. So that seemed weird. Yeah, it was like, a new monster, used... not a recolor or an army of mooks. Or triangles. Or triangles, yes. So, sword power, kill evil Rosemon, and then they all decide to have lunch. As <laughs> glitter sprinkles over the, spree- the screen somehow. Lunch is good. You can go for some lunch. But, Ken, it's dinner time. I go for some dinner. <laughs> Dinner's good. It is. So... Opening song, blah, blah, blah. They run back out, and there's already a giant monster that they just blew up tearing up the electrical towers. They don't seem that put off by it, though. Funny about that. All of the aliens look the same, I mean. Oh, damn. That's racist. <laughs> or alienist, whatever. Speciesist. So again, they kill evil Rosemon and decide to go for lunch. Lunch is good. I could go for lunch. For <laughs> front bags, it's dinner time. <laughs> Dinner's good. I could go for some dinner. And up on the Death Galleon ship, the Gold Cylon is explaining that the Monster of the Week has trapped them in a Groundhog Day loop. Fantastic. Well, no, they're trapped in a dream. There's a difference. But it's like a, a Groundhog dr- Day loop in their head. They're trapped in a Groundhog Day dream. Yes, there you go. But anyway, Solos, I think, moping. Yes. Well, as she does. And they're well, more than usual. Well, yeah. Well, the Death Galleon's plan is basically just to plant the Tree of Might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Or a bulb of might, I guess. Eventually it'll be a tree. I don't and, think trees grow from bulbs. And, you know, thousands of man-eating death vines. That's kind of actually gruesome when you see them just snake out and suddenly grab, you know, slam into the ground and, you know, you can tell they're just slurping people up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Amu and Sela stay away from those. Well, if not, I'm sure Pixiv has you covered. <laughs> Good old Pixiv. <laughs> Sela starts hearing something that temporarily throws off the Groundhog Day loop, but soon enough they're back in another Megazord fight. Or the same Megazord fight. <laughs> yes! And this is a cheap episode for them. <laughs> By this point, they finally figured out that they're trapped in some kind of weird illusion. Probably the 50th time they've gone through it. And Yamato has a flashback to Sela looking at a picture of her family. Which is also shaped like a cube. Her family looks hilarious. 
little shark kid with a baseball cap. <laughs> this is like Sigtaro levels of uh, costuming there here. <laughs> that was funnier though. And the reason Scylla's Mopey is because it's her parents' anniversary. Or was. I don't think they've been reliving the the entire day. They've been reliving an afternoon. Yeah. It's even worse. So as Yamato tries to break out of the dream world, he reaches back and scratches his ass. As you do. And in the process, jabs himself on the uh, photo... Picture cube. ...photo thing that Sela had, and the resulting pain wakes him back up. I like. I do like when he pulled. Because I was thinking, it's like when he pulls it out, his hands not going to be bloody, is it? And that's when he pulls it out. There's just, you know, blood on his hand. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> he really stuck it in there deep. Enter quote. <laughs> so now that they're awake again, they can go after the monster for real. They remember when they fought him originally. And he just put them to sleep, and I guess just left them there instead of... I guess it's not as fun if they don't kill them. But, um... The tentacles were going to eat them eventually. Tusk is having a little trouble waking up. Oh, yes, because he has a very sensitive nose. So he OD'd on the uh, powder that the monster sprayed everywhere. He was the first one to drop. He was our Mickey. (laughs) Come on, Tusk, man up. That's okay, they'll just waterboard him until he wakes up. He's not a man, though. He's an elephant. They'll just waterboard him until he wakes up, and then a couple more times for good measure. <laughs> that was great. Of course, it's of just course surprisingly it was, effective. Of course it was Leo and Amu who did it, who were, you know, the cats, or they're assholes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now that everyone's awake, they team up and are able to... F- and uh, Tusk plugs up his nose so he's not affected anymore by the powder. He, he just looks like he has no idea what's going on. He missed the entire explanation. <laughs> yes, all he knows is that he's been being dunked in water, and now people are jamming stuff up his nose. Then he, they, then even when they get to the underground, like, Amu is still having to drag him along. <laughs> and so they find the Bulb of Might and go on attack once again. And once that's blown up, they find something extra left behind in its vines. It's Cube Mogara. Of course it is. We almost have a new plot coming. Then they get then they get the old toys out there. Which is the voice that Stella heard that eventually snapped her out of the dream. Because apparently, it couldn't drill its way out until it could. Right. Makes sense to me. Until it was in stores. <laughs> <laughs> it could not pierce the heavens. So then when the monster finally grows f- for real, it puts itself in a giant pot. <laughs> I love this episode. And they whip out Cube Mogura, who's able to break the flower pot. And finally the monster's dead because it says something different as it dies. Also, they didn't have any of them infected. Because I, I did like, you know, combining, like, you know, Sailor's powers to end up... Um... You know, washing the uh, powder away when he tried to um, douse them with it a second time. And at the very end, the others just start discussing their parents until Uncle Mario awkwardly changes the subject when it comes to Yamato. 
So we can all probably guess what that means. His parents are dead? Or supervillains, you know, whichever comes first. They also might be birds. <laughs> well, it just seems like Yamato's in on whatever is up with his parents. Yeah. And, you know, if they were birds, I think that would be more of a thing than it is. You know, it points to Mario there that he actually does pick up on, like, oh, maybe we should change the subject. <laughs> He's not that necessarily stupid. Just crazy. And sadly, this letter home to parents does not end with a, uh, d- with, uh, the, uh, band who, uh, with the people who performed the, uh, opening theme showing up in a, uh, mail car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's gotta be much later in the series to do something like that. You build up to that kind of shit. You don't, you don't open with it. Because, really, there's nowhere to go from there but down. Yes. But no, this is, I feel like this is a much better episode than the two preceding it. It is also kind of a typical plot, but I thought it was executed well this enough. This one does offer a lot more character moments for the for the duo just to play off each other. It does, and, you know, it gives a little bit of development and gives some hints of other things like for that will come up later on. Unless they forget or get rewritten. Well, yeah. There is always that in there. <clears throat> That fear is much more relevant in the past half decade than it used to be, it feels like. Although, isn't uh, Juodra doing decently with the ratings at this point? I think so. Pretty well, but uh, so was Ninja at the start. But Ninja didn't get rewritten either, did it? Nope. Not to my knowledge. In that um, case, it might have actually helped. Ninja's uh, ratings might have held good, but its sales are what tanked, really. I'm not sure how Juodra is doing in that department, to be honest. Mm. But no, I think that whole block is doing okay at the moment, because I haven't heard any, like, real big rumblings like we did back in, you know, 2012 or so. Mm-hmm. And now it has Gundam as a lead-in, and that's a thing. It's yeah. really weird. It's really weird watching that chop down into episodes. Yes, I wonder how that's performing. I don't know. Um, but, like, it's weird because the okay, the first OVA is almost like a dead 60 minutes. Right. In episode three, the first 15 minutes are the end of OVA one, and then the, first, then the last five minutes are the beginning of OVA two. So, like, it cuts at the commercial break from the end of one OVA until into another and it just it feels really weird because it's suddenly it's like huh the animation style changed just slightly between episodes what the hell happened <laughs> and also aren't there quite a bit that they've re- wanted redrawn I haven't noticed that but it's been like five years since I watched the first OVA of Unicorn has it really so, been that long no it came out longer than that oh but, so what, did they improve some shots or something? I think so, yeah. Oh, that makes some sense. Apparently there's going to be new animation later on, so. I mean, it certainly isn't the uh, butchering that uh, they did for Seed. Oh, no. Well, of course, this was actually filmed in widescreen, so <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to match the butchering they did for Seed. We have to make Kira even more perfect. 
So now I, this, he I, doesn't I, accidentally kill this guy. This guy just runs straight into his sword. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, Nico. That's the, that's the only thing I saw of the HD remaster, and that was enough for me. <sighs> well, blah, blah, Gundam. God, see that. <sighs> <laughs> so, um, Sailor Moon Crystal's new season has been underway. It has a, I, a new director, new production staff. And apparently apparently overhauling the entire production staff was enough to make it actually good. Yeah. <laughs> they got a new voice director, too. The people, you know, characters are actually emoting now. Uh. It has the uh, uh, line. It has the slapstick and uh, silly faces returned. Right. From, you know. And is very, very gay. Oh, and did you see this week's? Because it got no. Gay. I have not seen. I have not seen today's episode yet. Okay, it gets more <laughs> like to the nth degree. So, hey, what do you know? Sailor Moon actually can't be good in the in the twenty first century. Yes, with some efforts put into it. You just kind of have to ignore the first twenty six episodes. Okay, I'm not sure we're the ones to judge on putting effort into things. No, well, well, for one, we're not being paid for this. Exactly. Keep waiting for that check. It'll never come. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I am very surprised and pleasantly, you know, pleasantly so because that gives me something to look forward to on Mondays. Well, <laughs> besides this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you were right the first time, Ken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the anime season's actually not too bad. I found myself watching a lot more shows than I normally do. I haven't watched anything from this season yet. I like Macross Delta. Oh, no, you can't watch that. Harmony Gold will come after you. I expect, yeah. <laughs> Although, I, I, the hilarious thing about that is apparently... The, the... Blu-rays are coming with English subtitles. Thank you, Fort Max, for Fort Maxing yes. that. But, they, but yes, the, 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 the Blu-rays will have English subs. It's like Kawamori just telling Harmony Gold to go fuck themselves, which is nice. It's okay. Harmony Gold well, will just... a bad time for that. Harmony oh. Gold will just legally threaten any stores from selling them to the U.S. God, that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, they did that, um, like, in the early 2000s with stores that were importing... Because, I mean, they'll do that for petty stuff like, you know, that one Transformers G.I. Joe box set. No, but I mean, they actually were going after stores that were... Um, Selling actual Macross stuff and not Robotech. Right? Yeah, so. like importing directly and not going through them for distribution. Weren't they doing that with toys or something, too? Or no, that's what I was talking about, like model kits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just straight up the show. Including for stuff that were from series that they don't even have... Uh, that they can't even use. Uh -huh. Which is any, Transformers. Which is anything except Macross, the first one. Yes, but they don't care. Well, they can't even... They don't even have rights to, uh, the... to, uh, anything but the footage. Uh-huh. They have rights to the TV series itself. They don't have rights to the designs from it. Yep. But they will sure as hell try to go after somebody for it. Mm -hmm. Look, they don't have to have a legal claim. They just have to make it more trouble than it's worth. 
That's why I was. That's why that, I was really wishing that Hasbro would have just gone after them. Every, everybody, because really Hasbro's the only ones that would have had the big enough pockets to do it. To just like utterly decimate them. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like one gigantic countersuit here. Give us your company. No, not one gigantic countersuit. You do like uh, ten or twelve operations. Oh God. You know. If only. <sighs> but that is actually, uh, besides my usual blah blah whatever, um, the only thing that from the anime season that I'm actually not watching legally because everything else I've been actually you know getting on Hulu or Crunchyroll. Crunchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some, this they... you can't watch legally till the Blu-rays are out. <laughs> Basically, um, which is. Yeah, they're expensive, but it's almost tempting just for the, you know... The fuck you factor? That, yeah, the fuck you factor. It's like, <laughs> I know it's $60 a disc, but... <laughs> for what, two, three episodes? <laughs> three episodes, yeah. I think it's like nine discs. <laughs> so we know it's a two-season show, at least. As one expects. Right. Because <laughs> they only do one Macross ep- series per decade at this point. <laughs> Or any point, really. Not counting the OVAs. Yeah. And I've been, you know, also, well, of course, watching the aforementioned Gundam just because it's there. And Hell, I don't have anything better to do on Saturday night, apparently. That's so sad, Ken. Well, usually I'm working. <laughs> and don't get off till, like, midnight on Saturday, so. But there's so much better things you could do at midnight. Like sleep. <laughs> Well, what do you think I've been using to put myself to sleep? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Unicorn will certainly do that. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Especially, especially when like the second episode is the middle part of the OVA where nothing really happens. <laughs> uh huh. Just like tonight. Well, that's that's usual though. Yeah. I still just can't understand why they would turn Gundam Unicorn into a, you know, seven in the morning thing. Because they needed something to fill the space. <laughs> because there's a new Unicorn novel coming out this year, and they can sell more model kits. It is literally the cheapest thing they could do to to fill that time slot that they paid for. with Instead of, instead of continuing dance metabots. It's just such a bad fit for that time slot, though. It really is, because it's like you see somebody getting vaporized into a skeleton, and then an hour later, Precure comes on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I was thinking once once she got that to that part towards the end of the, the first OVA, like, assuredly, for 7 o'clock on Sunday morning, they're going to tone down some of the vi- Oh, never mind. <laughs> well! <laughs> the, only way, the only way to do that better would be to actually just have it be back-to-back with Pretty Cure. Honestly, being back-to-back with Yoja is not much better. I don't know. After this week's episode. Well, I haven't seen this week's episode yet. You will. So, you will. Maybe. <laughs> I guess you could die first. Well, yeah. That's always a possibility. Well, this got morbid all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, we ought to die sometime. Well, yes. This is why you need your oil, Ken. Die like the Star Fox franchise after this week. 
Because Star Fox Zero comes out, and it does, still doesn't look great. Oh. Nintendo's trying with that... the promotion. Are they doing an OVA for that now? There's like a short uh, or something. I don't think it's a whole OVA. It's just like a promotional short. It's coming out within the next day or so. But that game just still looks like Star Fox 64 with better graphics. And I like Star Fox 64, but it wouldn't kill them to try something a little different. I, I, I own Star Fox 64 three times over. I don't really want to play Star Fox 64 again. Which it, which in itself is just a remake of the first game. With elements from the second one that never came out. Yes, and so does this one. It has the walker form, so you know, it's, ha- it's, 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 it's two-thirds of the, of the way to And a helicopter a for some reason. It's two-thirds of the way to being a Valkyrie. That's kind of cool. But <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's, uh, well, E3's almost here. I guess if Star Fox lasts long enough, it will eventually attain its ambition of being uh, Macross furry. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> just needs, and it just needs some idols now. They can probably do that. Isn't that basically what Crystal was? Oh. No, she was an actual pilot. Come from some well, backwater. If she comes back in the series, they could easily repurpose her, you know? Even though she came from some backwater uh, prehistoric planet. Even though she came from a uh, game that wasn't originally going to be a Star Fox one. <laughs> yes. But then in the next game, she's a pilot for for reasons, so... Eh. But did she come from a completely failed colony? I'd describe Dinosaur Planet as a completely failed colony. Yeah, it's actually pretty true. Oh, okay. You've never, you, you've never seen uh, uh, Star Fox Adventures? No. <laughs> so take Fox McCloud and stick him in a Zelda game. A, a crappy a, Zelda game. There it is. A crappy Zelda game. With a pet triceratops. Yep. That will never shut the fuck up. And occasionally you get to fly the R-Wing for like one minute. Well, let me know when they do uh, Star Fox Wind Waker. <laughs> You've been listening to Superhero Time. Go to tokupodcast.com for show notes and to listen to previous episodes. Find us on iTunes or download our Android app at tfradio.net slash android. Follow us on Twitter for show updates, weekly power playback, and more at superhero underscore time. Superhero Time is a radio-free Cybertron production. So what else has been going on? We've we've uh, not been on for a little while. Well, we covered all the botcon stuff already, right? Sure, let's go with that. More or less. Eh, my new work schedule's working out okay. Robots in Disguise season two is ended, and it's about on par with the first one. So I still shouldn't try and watch it. Yeah, if there's nothing better to do, then maybe. Uh, I don't know, man. I have I, I have. A... I have a hard time sitting through that, and I sat through the Unicorn, Unicorn Trilogy. It might be, might be my age. It's better than the Unicorn Trilogy. I can easily say that much about it. I think it's but also it's... better than the first Robots in Disguise series. Screw you. That has its, that has its charms. Yeah, Peter Spellos. Yeah.
Skybite. Mm-hmm. And I have seen nothing in R.I.D. that is even close to being as good as Skybite. <laughs> well, that's probably true. In fact, I have not seen anything in R.I.D. that's even close to being good, but that's <laughs> It's kind of telling when one of their big selling points for the season finale is a returning character from Prime. Who the, is that? Is, was that, um... Wait, was that... No, that was an earlier episode, wasn't it? Or did they bring back somebody else? Actually, there's two returning characters from Prime in Season 2. Oh, I only know of one of them. Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Right. Who got, who got instantly sent back, so that way it could, you could just basically... Yeah, like it didn't matter. Well, Skyquake's never going to be relevant. <laughs> I think it would have felt better if it was Skyquake. And they are apparently getting a season three. God, why? They're calling it a season three. I think production-wise, it's, you know, the other half of season two. But I think they mentioned they're also getting a quote-unquote season four. Basically, season two is 13 episodes instead of 26. And season three right. is, again, 13. But apparently, they're also getting a season four. Yeah, it's again, some... probably 13 more episodes. At yep. some point, a storyboard artist commented on working on season four. Yeah, still more series to come. Continues to make me not give a shit about any form of Transformers media at the moment. Not even the comics? Oh, God, no. I, be- I jumped ship on them long time ago. Or that Machinima series they're trying to put together? <laughs> at, least that, at, at, least, at least that will be free. Or I don't have to take any effort to it because it'll just pop up in my YouTube feed. But it's not going to be on YouTube. It's not, not officially, anyway. Because Machinima has a YouTube channel, and that's where they usually, they usually put all their stuff on there. No, no, no. It's going to a proprietary Verizon streaming service. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. Uh, well, I guess I'm not. Oh, God. Oh, no, you can watch it on anything, but it, it's proprietary to Verizon and only on mobile devices. <sighs> but you can watch it on any carrier or Wi-Fi. What? It doesn't mean it won't be on YouTube eventually, though. For you know, Not officially, you, is what I'm saying, though. You would think for, like, for something like that. Copyright flags? <laughs> you would think for something like that where they want to get, you know, eyeballs on their service. Making it as, you know, having to jump through hoops to get there. Not the best way to do it. Yeah, well, you know. They're already screwing up with this because it's supposed to be a Combiner Wars promotional series, and this will be out after Combiner Wars is finished. Yes. Oops. Stay tuned in two years when we have Titans Return, you know, well after this entire trilogy of uh, toy lines has ended. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) And then somewhere in there we're getting at least one more movie, right? Well, we're getting a movie next year. And the year after that, and the year oh, after that. Oh yeah, that's right. They're starting that whole thing. Uh huh. Mm. Good luck, Paramount. <clears throat> Hope you do it better than DC did. I still want to see Batman versus Superman. I want to see it when I don't have to pay much to do so. Uh. Such as nothing. You know what we should do? You know what? I have HBO Oil. now. I have HBO now. I bet it'll be on there in a year. 
Well, what I was thinking is, um, at some point, that's going to be in a red box. Uh huh. So what we should do is, like, we'll use that as the motivating factor, and me, you, and Mickey will all hang out for a weekend. <laughs> Tear that movie to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would actually go for that. Because all we would have to do is pay a dollar, <laughs> twenty-five or whatever. Dollar fifty. I don't know what red box rates are now. But either way, it's cheap, you know. Yeah, uh, we we no, can like, each put in two quarters. It, it, it's like it's like I saw shots of like the flash from the movie, and I just had to go cry, watch, cry, go watch three episodes of the t- the TV show and come back. <laughs> Which TV show in question this time? The Flash. Oh, okay. You know the good version of the DC universe. <laughs> Also known as the only good live-action thing DC has done in a decade. I mean, you would think that with the movies, you'd want to have the movies and the TV show tie together. You would think. Yeah. But no. No, that... It's like, no, we have to be different from Marvel. We can't do anything they do except try to get our Justice League out to compete with Avengers. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We can't do anything Marvel is doing except exactly what they're doing, but do it poorly because we're going to do it the exact opposite way. Now, speaking of Civil War comes out soon, doesn't it? And apparently it's getting good reviews. Next month, or the 29th overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's coming out on the 6th. I'm looking forward to it. Here's Spider-Man's pretty good. And then Doctor Strange in November. Eh. Which is almost I... worth it just to see Cumberbatch rock that Cirque du Soleil ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm inter- I, You know... If you had told me three years ago that was the next movie, I'd be not very optimistic. But I don't know. They've they've got they pulled successes out of two properties, two years in a row that everybody was like, nobody will go and see that. The problem with Doctor Strange right now is that what they chose to show in the trailer is just it's not impressive. No, it's completely not compelling. Yeah, it's a teaser also. The actual trailer will be out in a few months, so... I'm just saying, though, like, that's the first impression for the movie. And it was pretty weak. I don't know. That exactly best put forward. I get what you're saying. But it doesn't turn me off of it either. So, there's that. I still really like the idea that there should be a scene in Avengers 3 between Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. with one saying, No shit, Sherlock. Sherlock's overrated anyway. Which one? Does it matter? No. No. Cover batches. No, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it all pretty much works out to be the same thing. <laughs> and still to continue DC's trend, they're making an R-rated animated version of the killing joke. Well, apparently... They'd al- they already they kind of just made it without really considering the rating, and that's the rating they ended up getting. So they didn't they didn't back they didn't back out on any of it. So they were just like, yeah, we'll keep it like that. Which you know, I mean, if their if their aim is to like adapt the material as accurately as possible, and then, that's what they wound up with, that's yeah. fine. Apparently, that is the aim. So so we're told. You know, it's it's not like them going back and recutting um, Batman versus Superman to have an R-rated because Deadpool. Because Deadpool. Because at this point, um, okay, 
Now, if you would have told me five years ago that a Deadpool, a live-action Deadpool movie would be the yardstick by which anybody else would do anything, that's where you would have lost me. After three weeks, Batman vs. Superman has actually fallen behind Deadpool after three weeks. I'm not surprised. It's, you know, a DC movie. Right. Then we gotta go go through all that shit again in, like, four months with Suicide Squad. (sighs) God, that movie pisses me off for so many reasons. That was doomed the minute Will Smith said yes. And you know what? Will Smith isn't even the reason. Name the last good movie, action movie, he was actually in. That's a a valid point, and I can't. Well, Will Smith (laughs) shouldn't be in action movies as such, is the thing... Men in Black is about his speed. Mm-hmm. Wild Wild West, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, and remember, he turned down The Matrix to make that movie. <laughs> but that was probably the right choice in hindsight. Yeah. Because if you think about, you know, Will Smith's more serious roles, I don't think he would have really worked with The Matrix. No, no. Yeah, I guess same goes for Django Unchained. Now, if you would have... Okay, so, like, if having Will Smith in The Matrix would have made The Matrix be more in the tone of Men in Black, I think that would have made everything better. Mm. You know, have the main character of The Matrix basically just be Will Smith. As Will Smith. So, basically, almost any movie Will Smith is in? Yes. Mm. Like, (laughs) you have to play to that strength if you're going to use him in a lead role. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think Jim Carrey can kind of break out of being Jim Carrey for he the can. right role. Yeah, he, 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 he can actually act. I have not seen that be a thing from Will Smith. No, oh, you're right. And this does just like, this does just, just look like Will Smith as Deadpool as Will Smith. <laughs> not, not Deadpool, Deadshot. Yeah. Who they, you know, killed off of Arrow just so they could... So they could put him in the movie. Although Arrow has gone to complete shit anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. So it's Arrow is what you're saying. Oh, it's gone worse. <laughs> but hey, Daredevil was cool. Still in the middle of that. Somehow I keep, like, I start an episode and then I get pulled away to do something else. And What episode well, are you off on? Uh, I'm on episode six. Okay. Oh, I have nothing to do tomorrow. I just need to go ahead and finish it. Yeah. Most of it's okay. Everything with Punisher is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he that is the best version I have ever seen. It's the only I really time... hope he gets his own series greenlit pretty soon. I be- I'm betting you will cuz that is the this is the first time I've actually given a shit about the Punisher. In like the, comics, the Punisher in... as presented in this, I think would be difficult to have carry a series on his own. Maybe. But he could easily be a uh you know, secondary supporting character for anybody else and work. It'd be fun to have, have him butt heads with Jessica. <laughs> but then as soon as Electra shows up, it's like everything hits a brick wall. I've seen the, fr- the uh, I guess the first two Electra episodes so far. Yeah. Not bad. It's, of course, uh, considering our live action yardstick is Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> So, without spoiling, um, you're in the slowest part of the Electra story. That might be why it's taking me so long. Right now, um, it will pick back up 
in reasonably short order. Okay. So just kind of, you know, hang in there with it. it. It'll get better, but not as great as the first four episodes. Gotcha. And it's like, and that's the, this is the nice thing about the Netflix shows, though, is like, if you're not, you know, pressed for having to finish it by any period of time, you can just take your time with it if you want. Yeah. And I think it's also a little bit hampered because they seem to be laying a lot of groundwork for Iron Fist in this recent Daredevil season. With this stuff with the hand and so forth. Yeah. I can see that. So it's like the Iron Man 2 of the Netflix series. <laughs> it's next on my MCU rewatch list, actually. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I still like Iron Man 2. I do, too. I don't like some things about Iron Man 2, but... But I also like Iron Man 3. I like Iron Man 3 a lot more. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I think just, I, I think I like Iron Man two better than Iron Man three. I think Iron Man three moves at a better clip. Iron Man two kind of meanders at a certain point. Stuff's kind of always happening in Iron Man three, at least. Mm. Yes, but there's a higher proportion of stuff happening in Iron Man three that I don't like happening in Iron Man three. That's valid. Yeah, <laughs> that's completely valid. <laughs> I think that's more the problem there. Yeah, I get it. I could take Iron Man 2 slowing down in spots mm-hmm. just because it's not inserting stuff there that I'm kind of not happy with. I get you. Um... Like, Tony's uh, PTSD over the Avengers thing is a great story element that could have been explored a lot better than it was. I agree, I agree. And I, my, my bigger problem with that is the fact that Joss Whedon didn't completely forgot about it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> once the once Age of Ultron came around, it's like, uh, okay, guess he's over that. Thanks, uh-huh. Josh. Yeah. But then, but then again, Josh Whedon apparently started to have a problem with playing well with others too, so that doesn't surprise me either. Right. All of these things sound about right. Whereas I, th- I think I think Age of Ultron is basically the Iron Man two of the Avengers movies at this point. No, I don't like it as much as Iron Man 2. No, I mean, like, the thematic, it's so much as, like, it spends a lot of time setting stuff up to the to sometimes its detriment. Hmm. Whereas other movies do a better job of, like, setting stuff up while moving their own story along a lot better. Yeah, I guess so. Like, apparently, Civil War does a good job of that. Evidently. It's from reports. And maybe they'll finally get Spider-Man right again. Apparently they have gotten Spider-Man right from all indications. I mean, they got the suit right finally. Mm-hmm. And everything I hear about Spider-Man I like. So I hope that holds. Because I don't at this point I don't really like any screen interpretation of Spider-Man as not a cartoon. <laughs> kind of sad, isn't it? Isn't it? And this and this is the sixth movie Spider-Man will be in. Well, the same could apply for Batman too, you know. You know, aside from his rampant habit of murdering people, I think Keaton is at this point my favorite live-action Batman. Well, but that's, yeah. o- but that's okay because the rampant habit of murdering people holds true to Ben Affleck too. Like it's just the whole thing of there's such a limited field to choose from for live-action Batman. Yeah, and none of them are really, you know, all that good. Is there's a reason like 
the villains tend to stand out more in the Batman movies than, well, Batman. Yeah. And then you have Dark Knight Rises where the villains sucked. Well, so did the story. Yes, and it did. most everything else. Yes, it did. Which is bad because Bane and, and spoilers, Talia, are very good villains when they're written well. But, well... But they're used so terribly. Yes, and that was not Bane. <laughs> Isn't the Batman and Robin version of Bane more accurate to the comics than that version of Bane? No, because the Batman and Robin version is just a mindless thug. Um, Bane is intelligent on his own. He... When like the interesting thing about when they first introduced him, of course, it, it was an answer to like, well, we got to do the same thing we did to Superman with killing him, so we got to do something to shake up Batman. Except whereas Doomsday was just a mindless monster rampaging through you know various cities, Bane was smart and wore Bruce down until he he hit his breaking point, and then he broke him. And they don't really have time to do that in a movie. There are ways you could do that in a movie. Uh huh. Not. Not how they did it. No. It's like they have one fight and then he breaks his back. I'm like, okay. Sure. I think they could do Nightfall well as an animated movie. Yeah. They could. They'd have to be broken into multiple parts. You'd have to do Nightfall, Night Quest, and then Night's End. No, they could roll it all into one, uh, you know, it, yeah, one, movie. Yeah, sure. That always works out well for DC. <laughs> It'll be fine. God. That's probably what they would do, too. Yeah. Yeah. God. Most of the animated DC movies are getting to a point of just pissing me off, too. <sighs> no, I mean, they broke um, uh, Dark Knight Returns into two movies, and that worked that, out pretty well. That's because it's Dark Knight Returns. No, I'm just saying they could, though. Oh, yeah, they could, and they could do, and they could get away with that, too, because it's Batman, and whatever they slap Batman's name on will we'll make them money. Yeah. That's because animated Batman's the only Batman worth, like, dealing with anymore. Basically. There will never be a good live-action Batman because Kevin Conroy can't be Batman. <laughs> yes. On there screen. Also, there also never be a good animated Tim Drake because nobody can ever seem to get that right. Like, don't get me wrong, I like the Tim Drake in that's in the animated series, but it's also not Tim Drake. <laughs> hmm. And meanwhile, watching The Flash proves Mark Hamill was even the best live-action version of the Joker. Yeah, that, that the, the episode that has the trickster this season, it is definitely playing up the whole, yes, we know Mark played the Joker and everybody likes that. <laughs> to the point that, at one point, he is wearing a purple suit with a flower in his lapel. Of course, I mean, he played the trickster before, so... Oh, he did! He did! But this is definitely... Like, they even make... I mean, like, this is... this. Whenever he, they have Mark Hamill in an episode, it's always playing up the stuff that people know him for to the point where in his first episode he had a, uh, you know, no, I am your father joke. Flash is good. <laughs> I wish Flash is the okay. dino charge of DC products. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. Better than anybody deserves. Yeah, of course. I this not many, not many so series would have would drowned. use clips of something from two decades ago as uh, the character's backstory. Yes, yes. 
But yeah, can uh, finish watching Daredevil and then we can do the. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that this week. I have time. Podcast thing. Yeah, sure. I have, t- I have time for it this week. Hmm. So I just get a cram in the what? Uh, <laughs> six, six, seven episodes? Is it twelve or thirteen? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So yeah, I'll put, finish up the next couple days. Mm-hmm. I I just kind of like felt like it was nice I could actually take my time for once with it. So I did. Because yeah. The next series isn't until September, I think, which kind of sucks. Because Flash was, you know, in high... Well, that's better than last year, where um, Daredevil came out in April, and then Jessica Jones didn't come out until the end of November. So what's the September series? Luke Cage? Uh, Luke Cage. Then are they going to have Jessica Jones season two, I guess, in November? Or so? Because I know that was announced. I know she's getting a second season, I just don't think they have a date yet. Hmm. Well, I know that they're they're also announcing casting for Iron Fist, so that'll be up soon too. But they've already done film Luke Cage, so yeah, that's that's just a matter of spacing it out. I hope that show ends up being good. Yeah, I mean, so far they're two for two. Right. <laughs> it can always be call a strike out in that third one, though. Right. That's kind of the problem. Hmm. And they still have to do the, you know, team up with just those shows as well. Apparently, Charlie Cox said something about them filming it, or starting to film it at the beginning of next year. Hmm. And so my guess is that they'll film Iron Fist and Jessica Jones Season 2, and then that's the next one on the docket, probably. Sounds about right. And then if they do any new shows beyond everything and getting second seasons... That will probably be when we start hearing about it next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some surprise at, you know, the San Diego Comic-Con this year or whatever. Yeah. Nah. That's what I like to try and cram all their media stuff nowadays. Although, on the other hand, it is Disney, so they don't really have to. So they can just announce stuff whenever they feel like it. Kind of like Nintendo. Even if Nintendo is, you know, dragging out the corpse of the Wii U until E3 so they can announce the NX. Disney probably gets a much better return on their investments. (laughs) Well, apparently the Wii U doesn't do bad in Japan. It's just here, that's another matter. But then again, there's also that crap with Sony and the uh, PlayStation 4K. Are they charging that much for a PlayStation now? Wouldn't surprise me. No, they're, they're apparently... Uh, very credible rumors that Sony is planning a PlayStation 4.5, basically, to come out this fall. That'll be more powerful, but also cost $400. Didn't it start out costing 400 $400? Yes. Yes, it did. But it's also only been out for like three years. Mind you, the Wii U's only been out about four years, but, well... Well... <clears throat> well, that's a Nintendo console. Well, it's, every, guess. it's an every other Nintendo console, basically. And Nintendo will still keep printing money as long as they keep making Pokemon games. 
Pokemon, Mario. Even their new IPs have been doing well enough for them. This uh, They have new IPs? Splatoon. Yeah, but you said IPs. IPs, plural. Wait, wasn't there something? No, I guess it was just, I guess it was just Splatoon. Either way, that's still more than some companies manage. It won't be long before everyone's lining up for Pokemon S&M. <laughs> yeah, I'll line right up by downloading it early on my 3DS so I don't have to go out. Well, I've got hiccups I can't shake, so that's probably a good time to end, end the show. I was about to say, are you okay? I heard them in the background, but... Yeah, it won't stop. <clears throat> Have we padded this thing enough by now, or how much of this is being stricken from <laughs> canon? Mmm. <laughs> well, I'll probably just take the... Ow. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Is this a symptom of the con plague? Maybe. Damn you, Brian Savage! Maybe I'll just take the recording and throw it up without doing anything to it. That would honestly be the... <laughs> so, uh, who was it who, uh, infected the con? Someone from the UK, allegedly. allegedly. Should have known they still had it out for us. <laughs> was there ever any doubt? Everybody has it out for us. It's superhero time. So we're doing... Does that mean we're doing our job or not doing our job? Yes. That seems like the best way to end that. <laughs> superhero time! Next You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio.